lovely to be able to uh, see each one of you this morning. A privilege as it always is. Uh, we're going to look at Luke's Gospel. Um, now, Luke is part of the Synoptic Gospels. Now, this actually came up as part of our discussions uh, during the midweek Bible study. So I thought, what better place to start this morning? And to explain perhaps what we already knew or didn't know or indeed remind us of. So I've got four pre-prepared volunteers, one of which has gone out. But don't worry, Zoe, you'll be absolutely perfect. So if my volunteers could just come down to the front. And here I will have Matthew, clearly, is the Gospel of Matthew. So uh, if you could just come and stand here for me, Matt. No problem. Zoe, if you could stand there. Well, yeah, you can stand there. That's, that's yeah, fine. You. So we've got Matthew, you're facing this way. I'm facing this yeah. way. I like it. Mark. <coughs> Luke. So we'll have Luke just stood there. John's not on the scene just yet. These three people are about to witness an event. <laughs> now you don't need to panic because this won't go any further this guitar. But what I would suggest is obviously you just step to there a little bit more and you just come this way. The same event is about to happen. I'm not about to child with it, but Yeah, don't worry. You don't have to be, don't worry. So the same event's going to happen, but Matt. He's going to explain it from his viewpoint. So he sees the guitar coming at him. He can see my face, let's say, for this example. Mark and Luke can see it from a different angle and will explain my, the side profile of me, the guitar coming in for this major event. Now, of course, the major event that we're talking about is Jesus' life, burial, death, burial and resurrection. Now, a generation later, we have John coming. John, if you could just stand on that chair for me. Because John has the privilege of actually reading Matthew, Mark and Luke, so he can see what's coming in, but he also has got the witness accounts as well. And there we have the Synoptic Gospels. Oh, you didn't break my guitar. <laughs> <laughs> you may take be honest, I panicked. <laughs> you had every right to panic, really. <laughs> so, for recording purposes, Luke, as part of the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark and Luke, they include many of the stories in often similar sequence to how they happen in the life, death, burial and resurrection of Jesus. Matthew, a tax collector, but also a disciple of Jesus, Mark is often seen as like the minute keeper of the events unfolding. And Luke was a travelling companion of Paul, but he was also a physician. And John was known as the beloved disciple. Now, John and Matthew were eyewitnesses within the twelve. And John very much sits outside of that. Because it's written a generation later. 
And of course, he records the events that have been unfolding. But John is also writing to members of the church. And he's emphasising the divine nature of Jesus, that he's the Son of God. But this morning, however, we're going to look at the Gospel of Luke. And we're going to be reading from chapter 22 and verse 54. So if you'd like to get prepared, that's absolutely great. However, before we have our reading, I wanted to tell you a story of something that happened around eight years ago. Now, as many of you will know, we've just come back from the Yorkshire Christian camp. It was a fantastic week. We've been to the Yorkshire Christian camp for many, many years when our children, from being, them being very young, we used to think it was a good idea to sleep in a tent on the floor. And that was all great fun. Until <laughs> you start to get a bit older and a bit crunchier when you get out of your bed in the morning. Anyway, so eight years ago, I was speaking on the Christian camp. And after I'd finished speaking, um, a church leader came to see me and he said, thanks for your word this morning, Kev. That was lovely. Would you be available to preach maybe at our church in a few months' time. I said, oh, that's, really, that's really lovely that you've asked me to do that. That would be great. So I agreed to this. Camp finishes. Uh, the, the Sunday morning is arriving to speak at this church in Yorkshire. Now, during that week leading up to the Sunday of me speaking, I'd been a little bit sort of rushed around. I think I'd actually been away on business as well, and I'm not making any excuses. You understand why I'm not making any excuses. But I got myself obviously prepared to speak on this Sunday. I got in the car, and not really given myself enough time to arrive for the 11 a.m. service. So I was a little bit rushed. Now, I got into Yorkshire and having been fully prepared with my message and my Bible in hand, I'd forgotten the name of the church that I was going to and the address. <laughs> now, this is unbelievable because hilariously I can't actually remember the name of the church when I was putting these notes together but we won't mention it for those in the audience who may remember what church name it is you see the problem I've got was when you've got extended family that also go to church you can't just pick the phone up to them and Matt while he's worship leading his phone was probably going off because Kev's trying to get hold of him trying to think of the name of this church so you see where this is headed. I had prepared a message to deliver to this church in Yorkshire. And I couldn't find the church. And what's more unbelievable is that as 12 o'clock noon approached, I was still trying to find this church building. And then my phone eventually rings and Corrie tells me the name of the church and the address and I go to the church to face the music. It was very difficult. It was humiliating, it was embarrassing, and it was probably one of the most embarrassing moments of my life that I admit to you this morning. But it feels good to own these things. But I think, 
And maybe it happened in order for me to deliver this message to you this morning. You see, what I do remember very well about that day is that I'd got a great message to deliver. In fact, it was the greatest news in all the world to deliver to that church in Yorkshire. And when my moment came, I failed spectacularly. Luke 22 and verse 54. We'll read together. Then seizing him, they led him away and took him into the house of the high priest. Peter followed at a distance. And when some there had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and had sat down together, Peter sat down with them. A servant girl saw him seated there in the firelight. She looked closely at him and said, this man was with him. But he denied it. Woman, I don't know him, he said. A little later, someone else saw him and said, you are one of them. Man, I am not, Peter replied. About an hour later, another asserted, certainly this fellow was with him. For he is a Galilean. Peter replied, man, I don't know what you're talking about. Just as he was speaking, the cock crowed. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered what the Lord had spoken to him. Before the cock crows today, you will disown me three times. And verse 62 says, he went outside and wept bitterly. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We pray this morning that you would just help us to put aside the distractions of the week so that we can hear what you have to say to us through your word. Father, we thank you for this privilege of being able to share together. We just pray that you might bless our time together now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I've actually titled this morning's talk, The Challenge Laid Down to Us. You see, Luke is recording a moment of when Jesus is seized. The moment that he's taken to the high priest's house. And though it was the middle of the night, Peter followed at a distance. My question to you this morning is, have you personally seen an event going off and you followed at a distance or you've seen it at a distance? And the reason you're at a distance is because you want to see what's going to happen. Well, here we find ourselves in a courtyard around a fire. And Peter sat down with others around him. And you can really get the picture. The heat of the fire is breaking up the coolness of the night. 
You can almost hear it crackling away. Peter's experiences in the next few hours are going to change his life forever. Verse 56 said, a servant girl saw him seated there in the firelight and she looked at him closely. Can you imagine the firelight just flickering on Peter's face? She recognised him. She looked closer and declared, this man, this man was with Jesus. But he denied it to the woman. I don't know him, he said. Can you imagine Peter's heart at that moment? It must have been racing with fear and trembling. You see, I think in his mind he would have wanted to get up and run away. But of course, if he does that, he's declaring to the crowd, well, I probably do know him. So he continues to warm himself by the fire. The problem was, a little bit later, somebody else spots him. You're also one of them. And it seems to me here that Luke is recording for us that Peter is really unsettled. And I guess, given that we've got the full picture, that's not too hard to imagine. And he wants to emphasise the man, I am not. In no uncertain words, Peter replied. The problem for Peter was, he wanted to know what was going on in the high priest's house. What was happening to Jesus? And he couldn't just leave anymore. Have you ever been sat in a situation where you want to just leave? I'm not encouraging you to now, okay? <laughs> but have you ever been in that moment where you just feel so uncomfortable? And everything around you just heightened and your heart's racing. You see, the situation is building. Verse 59 says, about an hour later, someone else around the fire is utterly convinced. Certainly this fellow, this fellow was with him and he's a Galilean. It's definitely him. Peter's identity is seemingly no longer hidden. People around the fire know who he is. And his heart would have been racing with fear at that moment. You see, verse 60, Peter says, Man, I don't know what you are talking about. And just as he was speaking those words, the cock crowed. Up to that moment, do you see how the sin was spreading? He denied knowing Jesus. He denied following Jesus. He denied even knowing what they're talking about. Sin has a way of growing unless we deal with it. It's vital that we kill it before it gets a chance to grow and get hold in our lives. 
It's been said so many times from this church here in Gainsborough. And you're sat here this morning hearing this. You're only one prayer of repentance away from a life best lived with Jesus. Don't leave it too late. Don't miss your moment. Jesus loves you. Verse 61 says, The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Can you imagine that moment? Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, turned and looked straight at him. And Peter remembered the word of the Lord from earlier. Before the cock crows today, you'll disown me three times. Earlier on, when things were okay, seemingly all right, there was no pressure, Peter could have no problem and not even imagine disowning Jesus. But when the pressure was on, when his moment came, he missed it. And I truly feel that the challenge is laid down for us. Don't miss your moment. Peter wept bitterly. He realised that he denied the Lord. And not only just that, his close friend of three years who'd spent every waking moment with him. This morning, I think, we need to be aware of our breaking points. You know when the pressure is on? And it's a challenge for us, isn't it? In our humanity. If we fail him, if we fail him, we must remember that Jesus can use those who recognise their failure. You see, from this humiliating experience for Peter, he learned so much. So what changed for Peter? Peter, who denied Jesus three times around that fire, what changed? The resurrection changed everything. 1 Peter 1 verse 3 says this. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, his message he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. The resurrection changed everything. My prayer today is that the resurrection of Jesus Christ will change everything for you. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you for your word and for this account of Peter. Lord, may we just recognise in our own life our own failings, but understand that you know our failures and our flaws and you've forgiven us on that cross at Calvary. 
where your body was broken and your blood was shed for each one of us. But Father, this morning we rejoice and praise you because we don't worship a, a dead Saviour, but a risen Saviour, a risen Lord. Father, I pray for those who don't know you as their own personal Lord and Saviour today, that they might step from death to life, knowing who your son really is. Father, I pray today that that moment will not be missed. Bless as we pray and ask in Jesus' name. Amen.